was reading an interesting story about Lamar Jackson, who's the MVP in the NFL. He's also the most valuable negotiator, too. Let's break this down a little bit. And what are we talking about? Well, joining us right now is assistant professor in sports management at Brock University. Ryan Clutterbuck joins us on the show today. Hey, Ryan. Bryn, how you doing? I'm Thanks doing great, you. thank you. Okay, so if Lamar is the MVP, but he's also the most valuable negotiator, what are we talking about here? Yeah, so there's a number of there's a number of factors that uh, you know, from my perspective, would make Lamar the most valuable negotiator in the NFL. Uh, going back to last season, some folks might know, but he was without a contract, coming off of a couple of injury shortened seasons, and made a curious decision for folks on the outside to represent himself, um, and took a lot of criticism for that. You know, some of that might be. Uh, he, you know, in in good spirit, folks were certainly interested that he was representing himself and yeah. he didn't have an agent. Um, I was certainly critical of that decision, but at the end of the day, he signs a five-year, two hundred and sixty million dollar contract. At the time, was the the richest contract in in NFL history per season, uh, becoming the highest played athlete um, at his spot. So, a remarkable, um, remarkable set of. Uh, conversations between he and the Ravens ultimately, you know, getting the thing done. It's incredible, really, when you think about it, because a lot of guys just want to play. He he not only played, he played exceptionally well, backed it up, and I, I guess I can understand why agents might be a little nervous or maybe a little critical, because they want to look after that, but when a guy takes it on like this, I'm impressed by that. Yeah, I think you have to be. Um, one of the one of the criticisms that, that I would have had at the time was that you know, he, he's got enough on his plate. He's trying to quarterback the Baltimore Ravens, and you add to that, you know, having to negotiate on your own behalf, coming face-to-face with the organization. You're trying to maintain a positive relationship. You're, you're negotiating over a quarter billion dollars, and you want to be able to work with each other and not burn bridges in the process. Um, and so sometimes it's nice to have the representative to, to act as that buffer, Right. And yeah. as opposed to coming face to face with an ownership group and saying, I think I'm worth 300 million or 275 and have them articulate all the ways that you're not actually worth that. So it's an it's, it creates an interesting dynamic that you'd probably like to avoid. Ryan, I can't speak for you, but I can only speak for myself. Asking me to multitask <laughs> is not easy. Like how and we see this from hockey guys all the time in particular because we're in Canada where they don't want to get involved in that at all. They just want to play or they don't want to deal on anything until maybe the off season. But I just I can't believe the more I read the article, the more I just went, you know what, Lamar, good for you. That's impressive. Yeah, it certainly was. And I think, you know, if you take it out of the, the National Football League for a minute, like there are a handful of, of lessons that I think we could that we could learn just, you know, even if we're never in a position to negotiate for that quarter billion dollars. Right. Um, one of the things that stood out uh, at that negotiation in particular was focusing on objective criteria. Um, in a nutshell, basically what that means is if you if you enter into negotiation, you would like to have some sort of external standard that both sides could agree on that you can talk about versus just trying to win, right? So from Lamar's perspective, for example, he might have gone into that negotiation thinking $275 million fully guaranteed five years. That would be a win from his perspective, right? But that's not necessarily going to be a win from the Ravens organization perspective. And so you start to think about, well, who are the comparable quarterbacks at the time, 
Um, is there a way that both sides can reach a deal that's going to be worth, let's be honest, a ton of money, but can feel good about it? The when I read the article, I thought to myself, "What is there a is there some kind of lesson I can take out of this if I was going into my next negotiations, or if you were negotiating with the the folks at Brock? What could you learn from the, what he went through, and how could we apply it? Is there anything?" I think there's a number of things. If I could, if I could give you just one nugget to take with you, okay. Um, in the article, it's, it's referred to as a golden bridge. Um, but there's lots of different ways that you might phrase that. You might have heard of, you know, for example, in a negotiation, you'd like to write the other side's victory speech for them. It's yeah. another way of putting it. And basically the idea is, you know, you'd be forgiven if you entered into a contract negotiation and thinking that it's a fight, or that you've got to win, or that you've got to take advantage of the other side. But really what you would like to do is put them in a position where, they can feel good about agreeing to whatever it is that you want. And so from the in the Lamar Jackson negotiation, what that meant was, I mean, the Ravens weren't really interested in following what the Cleveland Browns had done with Deshaun Watson and agreeing to a fully guaranteed contract. They were never going to do that because doing so would have meant, you know, they would have lost face in the public and they would have lost the negotiation, right, from at least an external's perspective. And so what Lamar had to do, and the Ravens, to their credit, they were interested in Lamar saving face as well as the relationship starting to fall apart, is they said, look, here's a way that we can limit the guaranteed money. We can still enable you to, you know, say that you're the highest paid player in the history of the NFL at the time. And so both sides can walk away from that feeling really good about the deal that was ultimately agreed to. It's a great article. As I said, I was trying to see if there's anything I could take out of it. I've, I got to think other players are going to look at this. Unions are going to look at this and try to figure out whether or not there's anything in there that they can use in terms of negotiation. It was just uh, it was uh, the article, by the way, in theconversation.com, but I, I thought it was uh, pretty fabulous stuff. And uh, moving forward, would you recommend that I represent myself, Ryan? I think, well, I'll answer it a couple different ways. Yes. Yes you, yes, you should if, like Lamar Jackson, if you've got a really strong understanding of what you're worth, right? And that can come from a number of different places, but if we go back to that idea of using objective criteria, is you should have a pretty good sense of what others in your industry are commanding, what others perhaps in your workplace are earning for similar work, similar performance, but also it's it's important that that is reasonable objective criteria, right? You could go to your bosses and say, I deserve what so-and-so is making. And if they disagree with that assessment, well, then you haven't actually arrived at objective criteria, right? So it's yeah. not just about saying, I want to be paid to the highest level of my industry, but, you know, being being real with yourself about who are the comparables in your in your industry. And for most folks, that's that's a challenge in and of itself. Right, employers have a, an interest in sometimes keeping those numbers to themselves yep. as a you know a negotiation strategy. So that's tough. But if you have that in mind, and if you can make your case to the organization in such a way that they can't help but say yes because you've satisfied their interests as well by virtue of you know the the quality programming that you put on, um, then they're going to be they're going to be happy to meet you across that golden bridge. Perfect. Hey, Ryan, thanks. Always great chatting with you, and uh, I know we'll talk again. Appreciate it today.
You too, Brent. Take care. Okay, thank you. Ryan Clutterbuck joining us, Assistant Professor in Sports Management at Brock University.